Welcome to the Biz Times MKE podcast and our weekly debrief, a chance for you to ke- quickly catch up on the news of the week in the Milwaukee business community. I'm Arthur Thomas, an associate editor at Biz Times Media. Want to learn more about the stories we're talking about? Visit us at biztimes.com to go deeper. Before we get started, a quick reminder that some of the stories are only available to BizTimes insiders. Subscribing and becoming an insider is an easy is easy and helps support the work we do and will allow us to keep bringing you more of it in the future. A big thank you to those of you who are already insiders. With that, let's jump into this week's news. I'm joined by editor Andrew Wyland and associate editor Lauren Anderson. It's Friday. How are you guys doing? Good. Happy Friday. (laughs) Uh, So the way the weekly debrief is going to work, each of us has one or two, maybe three, uh, stories that we've picked out to highlight from the past week. We'll tell you kind of what happened, why it matters, and what you should look for going forward. Uh, So we're going to start things off with Andrew because there might have been a little bit of real estate news this week. And uh, even though he's our editor now, Andrew's um, still a real estate reporter at heart. So, um, Andrew, what, what's the big news coming out of the real estate world this week? Well, there's a lot of things going on, but the one, of course, top of mind is uh, the couture. And here's, here's a crazy story that this community has been following. Um, I started reporting on this when I was covering real estate for us back in 2012. Um, So that's when this project, a 44 story, 300 some luxury apartment development um, planned near the lakefront in downtown Milwaukee. That's when it was first unveiled, 2012. And it ran into numerous delays for many reasons. We finally found out early this week that um, at the end of last week, the developer Barrett Lowe Visionary Development has finally closed on financing for this project, which means quite simply, it actually is going to be built after all these years of discussion and delays and problems and twists and turns. It's finally going to happen. Um, they said construction was going to start middle of this week. They're doing some site preparation. I, I just drove over there. There's like two or three workers on the site um, doing some site prep. They are um, dropping off some construction equipment. I noticed at a site um, adjacent to the Couture site. So preparations are underway and, and, and site prep work has begun. And I think we'll see that actual earth moving pick up next week in earnest. So, um, you know, there's a lot of people who gave up on this project. It's, it's been quite honestly mocked by many in the community. Um, but, um, you know, Rick Barrett is, if you follow the modern project, which I also covered years ago, you know, one thing he's proved, he's very persistent. He does not give up easily. And he, well, we'll see how the construction goes, but he has seen this project through to this point and, and uh, appears to be ready to bring it out of the ground. So we don't need to go into uh, you know what Lauren and I were probably doing in 2012. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> I wasn't a reporter yet, a, at least you know, not a, professionally. Uh, yeah, 
I think I was hiding out in graduate school, you know, um, just as an example of how how long this thing has been incoming and yeah. kind of, and they even kind of came, overcame some, you know, some last minute hurdles, not last minute, but last year hurdles um, that Alex Zank, a real estate reporter, um, kind of detailed one of his stories this week in terms of, you know, getting enough, um, you know, financing and equity into it um, to be able to make it a reality. So um lauren uh what have you got i think we're we're actually gonna have a summer fest it sounds like um even if yeah. it's in september that's still technically summer right we can still call it summer fest yeah it'll still be warm then so i think so um yeah it's kind of a, a i can't imagine the logistical nightmare that went into or at least panic that went into organizing this thing um but this week we got news that they've announced their headliners. They lined up nine headliners for the new format uh, that Summerfest is going to run under in September. Um, so some of those we already knew were going to be coming uh, or had previously been announced, but now are confirmed for the new dates like Luke Bryan and Chris Stapleton and um, Dave Matthews Band. Um, uh, but a few of them are new. So Chance the Rapper, Jonas Brothers, Zach Brown Band, Miley Cyrus, which I think is a first time appearance for Summerfest. I should probably fact check myself on that, but I think I think that's the case. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's moving forward. We we there's actually names on their on their uh, lineup list, which is is good to see, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how the new format goes over. It's going to be over three weekends in September and not in the traditional 11 day consecutive format that we're all, uh, we've all grown to know and love. So, we'll have so to what's, see. uh, what show is top of your list to go see at, uh, at Summerfest? You know, I'm none of these, uh, headliners is really, is really up my alley, but I'd like to see Wilco, which uh, is is uh, going to be making an appearance. So that'll be probably the, the show I go to this year. How about you, Andrew? I am old, and I am, <laughs> and I wish the '90s had never ended. Therefore, <laughs> I am hoping to attend the Goo Goo Dolls show. Uh, I know it's. I'm not sure what stage it'll be on. I know it's set for a Friday night, though, so I'm gonna have to check the high school football schedule. But uh, would love to get out and see that one. Google Dolls versus Muskego High School football. That's <laughs> it's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> um, in, in other news, Lauren, uh, Goodwill, um, moving their headquarters, selling their headquarters in Glendale. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so um, they're, they announced, it's actually Greendale. So they're currently in Greendale um, and have been there. I think they bought their building back in 2014. Um, this week they announced that they're going to, um, well, they're switching to a hybrid work model, which is kind of interesting because we've heard a lot of employers mention that they're, they're considering something like a hybrid model, but Goodwill's kind of the first to say, we're selling our headquarters. We don't need it anymore. Um, and uh so they're shifting to the James Wright Center, um, which is one of their workforce training centers on the far north side of Milwaukee. Um, uh, so that'll affect like 156 or I'm sorry, I got my numbers mixed up 165 employees that are currently at the Greendale office. Now they're going to be dispersed either at that James Wright Center or other locations throughout the 
um, the region. So, um, so yeah, uh, that's a, that's a win for, for Milwaukee in some ways. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think it puts them probably closer to, to some of the, the people that they serve. Um, so, and also interesting to see them plant their flag in the, in the hybrid work model. Certainly. Um, all right. So I'll go, I'll go last here. I've got, um, a few numbers as Lauren and Andrew know, I'm, I'm a bit of a data, data nerd. So I you know, like to dig out numbers in our stories and things like that. So a few numbers to highlight from, from stories this week and, and one coming up. So first one, um, uh, we got our export and import data for March this week. So we can kind of talk about the first quarter of the year where imports are up uh, 22% into Wisconsin and exports are up 5.4%. So definitely increasing economic activity over last year. Uh, but even if you compare that to 2019 or even 2018, which kind of predates all the trade and tariff stuff, um, those numbers are still up. So that's good news, kind of more signs of the of economic strength. Um, kind of looking ahead, uh, teasing a story that'll be out in our Monday um, issue. Uh, we've got a special report on small business. And one of the stories I did in that looked at um, new business formation during the pandemic. And uh, in just the first 15 weeks of 2021, uh, new business applications in Wisconsin are up something like 67%. Uh, so the story, um, we talked to a number of folks who have started businesses over the last year and kind of got some of their um, experiences and, and lessons learned and things like that. I think longer term, it'll be interesting to see, I mean, this is a national trend of, of new business formation being up during the pandemic. So it'll be interesting to see as time goes on, like what, you know, great businesses come out of that, um, that were formed, you know, in kind of out of, out of desperation or whatever it was that led someone to, to drop their, you know, previous job and, and chase a dream. It'd be cool to see what, you know, what kind of great companies come out of that. And the last one, um, the number of passengers going through Mitchell International Airport in March was up 85% from February, um, which is just, you know, a crazy jump. It was up to 300 some thousand, um, but it just shows how far uh, things have to go that it's still down 50% from March 2019 um, when there were like 664,000 passengers going through the airport in March. Um, so travel's returning. We've had this spate of, of news coming out of the airport in terms of new flights and new airlines coming in. Um, and it's clearly on the rebound, but it's a long way to go to get back to, you know, 600,000 some travelers uh, a month at, at Mitchell. So just some interesting data points to, uh, to put the week in context for folks. Um, the airport stuff is really interesting. Um, like you said, it's it's so far to go still to, to recover where it was pre-pandemic. But it's astonishing to me how many airlines, I mean, we have three new airlines coming into the market and others adding destinations to places, Myrtle Beach and Portland, Maine. We haven't had destinations like that that I can remember. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't, I don't remember having destinations like that out of Mitchell. Um, so, uh, you know, it's all, it's almost entirely leisure driven as far as these destinations. And, and, and so 
It'll be interesting to see. Clearly, the airlines are anticipating a pent-up demand for leisure travel, and they're gearing up for it. Certainly. Well, that will do it for the weekly debrief. Again, if you want to learn more about any of these stories, visit biztimes.com or check out the show notes on this podcast. Uh, become an insider uh, to help support our work. If um, you have a story we missed or want to share some of your thoughts on any of these, uh, reach out to any of us. Our contact information is available at biztimes.com. Thank you very much and for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.